what's up, everyone welcome to a, a very special episode of uh, scoops podcast i'm here with my brother ernesto and our friend josue arias go ahead guys say what's up yo hey hey what's up guys so um i'm saying it's a very special episode because we are doing a small little tribute uh for kobe bryant it is the anniversary of his passing and uh, so I wanted to make an effort to reach out to Laker fans, Kobe fans, basketball fans alike, and, you know, get their input on the day that Kobe passed, on what Kobe meant to them. Because, I mean, sports fans all over the world, Kobe meant a lot to so many people. And so um, on a day on a day like like his passing, it'll it'll be nice to hear words from other Laker fans and other Kobe fans and and uh, connect with them in that way. So um, so I'll ask some questions and then you guys can just take turns answering them. Um, so first question being, what did Kobe Bryant mean to you guys? And I'm sure that that question holds a little different and more meaning after his passing, you know, it being so sudden and how big of a force he was in, in, the, in the world, not just the sports world, but in the world in general and how much he meant to so many people. And, and I know, including the two of you. So, you know, what did, what did Kobe Bryant mean to you guys? So you want to go first? All right. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that Kobe Bryant, um, first of all, was, in my opinion, the greatest Laker ever. Um, you know, it, it could be argued that maybe Magic or Kareem, but, you know, I, I just think that with his um, whole career in mind, 20 years with the same team, all of his accomplishments, um, just everything that he gave to the team, I feel like just off the bat, in my opinion, greatest Laker ever. Um, and so growing up in, in L.A. and being an L.A. native, I feel like... Uh, Kobe Bryant is uh, the greatest sports athlete that I've ever been able to witness play, right? I was a little too young for Michael Jordan and uh, LeBron played in another city. So Kobe was my guy, you know, and uh, being able to watch him for 20 years and grow with him basically, because he started in 1996 and you, you think about, you know, him coming in as a 17 year old and really like kind of awkward teen and then, you know, I'm, I'm a kid. And so I'm, you know, starting to figure out who I am as well. And so like looking up to Kobe and, and you know, becoming an adult, you know, a little bit after Kobe became an adult. And so just following his career and um, just, yeah, he was just a, a guy that was a role model um, in my life and somebody that day in, day out, you know, I could basically, you know, I, w I would guarantee that, you know, if I go, if I uh, turn on the TV at night, you know, and the Lakers were on, and I was going to see something special from Kobe. I was uh, pretty much guaranteed that for a long time. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And and I, 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 mean, I know Josh, you know, you probably feel the same way I do. Like, if I look back at my life and, and I look back at some of my, like, what, what are these big sport moments in my past that, like, you know, that that I was, I jumped off the couch, I ran around the living room, you know, arms in the air, like those were Kobe Bryant moments, you know, like he was responsible for a lot of these moments that I'll never forget in my life. Like, and, and you know, in my household, we're big on sports. And so, you know, Laker games are always on, Dodger games are always on, but 
it, it was different when Kobe played because like Jose was saying, like he, anytime you watch it, like it was something special was going to happen and you knew something special was going to happen. And, um, you know, you dare not turn the, the channel to, to, to watch something else because like you knew, like if you did, you were going to miss something. And, and that's just the kind of specialness that he brought to the game that um, in any given night, uh, he could do something spectacular, something historical. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, and again, just looking back in my my history, my my past, and those big big sports moments, like they all revolve around Kobe. And and honestly, like you know, we were spoiled. We, you know, it's been, you know, especially after his passing, um, it's you, you think back about it, and it, it is especially just just resonates how special he was and how lucky we were to have rooted for him for his whole career like most nba players don't don't stay with their career on one team and and the fact that they stayed with the lakers for that long and and brought us as la fans championships and so many of those moments like you know the city is always going to be eternally grateful for him and, and and we are his fans so he like no amount of words can describe what he meant to the city and what he means to, to sports fans in la you know Definitely. Um, my next question is, uh, what do you guys remember about the day that he died? Like, I remember I was coaching a basketball game in Mar Vista, and at halftime, a parent came up and told us that he passed. It was reported from DMZ. And then a friend of mine came in the gym and looked at me and gave me a head like shake, like, yeah, it's real. And I, I can't, I don't even remember the second half of that game. Like, I, like, I don't remember coaching like I just I was it was a trans and the rest of that day was just like a fog yeah. like it was just me quiet wherever I was just like not even like my brain was turned off like I couldn't even think about anything if I wanted to like I was just I was I was out of it the rest of the day and I was talking to a lot of different people who were the exact same way they just remember just being out of it for that day they couldn't remember anything they just remember the news and you know watching the news and seeing all the different people talking and this how horrible that day really was what do you guys remember about about the actual day that he passed uh, I'll go first uh, and and oddly enough like Josue was the one who texted me so mm -hmm. I was at church that morning and and you know not really checking my phone and, and Josue texted me and I just like, I remember just thinking it was a joke, thinking it was a prank. And then I went on my Twitter feed and then I saw like TMZ reported and then somebody from ABC News reported it. I think it was like Kurt Sandoval, somebody, one of their anchors reported it. And I still remember like it just not believing it, still not believing it. And um, I remember like going to my wife, Sabrina and showing it to her and she thought I was joking too. Like it just, it it almost still doesn't feel real. Like still a year past, it's just something that, you know, it's hard to still accept. And and I, I'm with you, Daniel. Like, I just remember that day, like, I, you know, I told a couple of my buddies from church and they were the first to hear it from me and just seeing the reaction of like, you're lying, you're joking and me being like, no, like, look at this, like showing them the Twitter feed and then being like, oh my gosh, like, like it just it, it went from like you know you're you're lying to utter disbelief and and so that whole day was just i just walking around like not really believing what had happened and thinking it was still fake and and again it still feels fake i don't know it still doesn't feel real i don't know yeah wow i i didn't even realize i, I was the one that texted you yeah that's crazy so for me um you know i i'm on twitter a lot and i i only have uh at the time, I only had two two notifications. Like whenever someone would tweet, 
it would pop up in my on my phone. So anytime Kobe Bryant would tweet, they would, I would get a notification. And then every time there was a car chase, I would get a notification, right? And so the car chase feed that I that I follow uh, went through my phone. So I was at church as well. And I remember getting like what was the notification looking down my phone and all it just said, all it said was RIP Mamba, right? And I, w- I made a decision. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to look and like, well, what is this? And so I started looking. And then as I start to scroll Twitter and then one after the other after the other. And then I remember like everything just kind of went blank. It was the weirdest feeling. I, I, I mean, I've, I know I never met Kobe and all that, but it's, I don't think there's another, another person that, you know, another human being that I've never met that would impact me as deeply as that, as that did. Um, I remember texting my dad, I guess I texted Ernesto. I remember texting maybe one or two other people and then uh, church service finished. And I remember like I was holding, I was holding another guy's hand. Like I knew that he was a Laker fan and like the church was over and, and we didn't even talk. We just both knew already what had happened. And like, I grabbed his hand as in like a dude, like, I don't know what to do. And like, it was kind of like a similar reaction. Um, and then I remember going to sit in my car and kind of sitting there uh, in disbelief. And then I, I remember how just the day just kept getting worse and worse. Like, first of all, it was like, man, maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. And then it was like, oh, it was Kobe and, and, and some of his family was on the plane. Say, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and then, and then, you know, as the news uh, kept coming in and then hearing about Gigi, it was just like, oh my gosh. And then I started to think about Kobe's family and Vanessa and what, you know, what, what they're feeling that day. And, and I just remember um, the, the vibe of the day and the whole city. I mean, it was, cl- it was a, cl- it was like a foggy day. Right. So like, I, the city was like in mourning and you could already feel it like instantly that day, you know? Um, I turned on the radio and, and I could just, you know, fan after, you know, one after the other, after the other crying and, and like just, it was just such a surreal day. Um, yeah, so. I think it's one of those like moments where like, you're, you're gonna never forget where you were when it happened or, or who told it to you, right? Like I had a buddy of mine who I ended up being the first one telling to, and he was like, I wish him a happy birthday the other day. And he was like, bro, like, you're always going to be, I, I'm always going to remember you as the one that told me that Kobe died. Like, I still can't believe that. And and I, and like, I, I can vividly remember, remember Josue sending me that text message and, and I, what I was wearing, where I was standing when I got that message. And it's just, it's one of those moments that you will never, ever forget where you were, what happened after, you know, that, that moment you found out. So it was like time stopped. Like ev- like the world in unison, just everyone stopped what they were doing, C- just in utter shock of what happened. It's just, I mean, it's crazy. Like we talked about it. Like we invited him into our living rooms every night. Like he he was family. You know what I mean? Like it 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 was like a family member passed away, and I feel like a lot of people felt that way about him. Is that you know he, they were that close to him, um, and they shared all these moments with him and, and for him to pass away that way just it's it's the same kind of feeling as if a family passed away yeah definitely um my next question is what is it's this is going to be a hard question but what is your favorite kobe moment and there i know there are tons of kobe moments i know but what would you say is your your favorite um i'll go first my favorite kobe moment 
was his 60-point game. I remember jumping up and down in the living room watching that game, and it was, you know, everyone, everyone was expecting, oh, you know, maybe just a little lighthearted, you know, he'll hit a couple jumpers and get a standing ovation type of thing, and then he went out of there and dropped 60. The last, the last game you're saying. Yeah, the last game. His, his last, his final 60-point game. He's had plenty of 60-point no, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the the most, probably the most iconic of his high-scoring games other than his 81-point game being the 60-point game. And it was, it was unreal to see. And it, everyone, everyone was going crazy on that day, on that game. Did, uh, did you go down to Staples and see it there? Or where were you? I was at home watching it. I had a buddy that went down to Staples and like not not inside the game, but like was it at the uh, just like kind of like LA Live area? Yeah. And uh, he was telling me he was telling me that people were just going crazy that night, like high five man and like you know Kobe Kobe is not gonna drop forty. It's like oh my gosh, he's gonna drop fifty and then he drops he drops sixty on on a man. It was that's a yeah that's for sure one of those games that I I uh, just typical Kobe man like he he had to you know, leave it all out there, right? Like, you know, the last the last game that we have of his is, uh, is, is a classic. I mean, it, it couldn't have been any other way. Kobe doesn't go out just like, you know, like a whatever game, right? So, yeah. He, he, poured, he poured his soul out in that last game. Like, you can literally see him giving it all, like leaving it all on the court in, in that game. And he um, was and gasping for air on yeah. the bench, I remember. And it, but he, I can imagine the only thing he was thinking was, this is the last time, go out there yeah. and keep to keep going, keep going. This is the last time. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he slept for like a week after that game. Just, it's just, he literally, kind of like that Jimmy Butler moment in the finals, right? Like, you know, seeing him gas, like he, like there's certain moments in, in, in sports history where you can see an athlete literally give their blood, sweat, tear their soul to a game, to a moment. Um, and much like Jimmy Butler, like he was giving it all and, and giving it all to, to the Lakers, giving it all to the organization, to the fans. He was just pouring it all out for them. And it's, it's just, it's very inspirational. Definitely. So I'm still waiting for your moments. What are, is, do you share my moment or is it a different moment for you guys? There's so many men we could pick. We could I know. Pick. Yeah, All right, I'll give one. I'll give one. The the torn Achilles free throws. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that was great. That like you just. I mean, I don't know. I just again, just just another moment where like, you know, he just he gave it all. Like it did not matter what what the moment called for. He sacrificed his body, his mind, his soul for the game, and and that just goes. They went to show just how much he loved the game. That that you know he sacrificed his body like that. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. He was a tough. He was a tough cookie, you know. So as yeah. tough as they came. Yeah. What's funny too, like I remember that game. Like I almost didn't watch it. I almost missed it. I I, I tuned in 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 the, the fourth quarter. Um, and and you know, knowing it was kind of a big game with the Warriors or whatever. And, and uh, I remember seeing that play. And at first, I was like, that's that's a weird, you know, like not really thinking it was it was the Achilles, but he just kind of fell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then when he, when he, when, when, uh, you know, you could see that, you know, he had nothing, nothing in his legs, and then he made those two free throws. It's like, okay, like this is, this is different. Like you could see in his face that he knew that this was like a, a, a long term injury, right? Yeah. Um, and if you remember, he, he hurt himself a few plays before that. 
remember he came he came down weird i remember I can't, there was contact when he was going to the basket it might have been an ankle turn or something but i remember people were like oh man that looked that looked kind of bad but he shot right he shot up and he was okay after being on the floor for a bit and then that second one it was like okay this one that that, that that's weird and then when you, he was just stone face it was like yeah that that doesn't look good at all yeah, he gave the typical like what, what do they say when it what's an Achilles like you look back because you feel like you got kicked on your leg, and yeah. he, like I mean, he definitely he looked back to feel, to be like who kicked me, and then yeah I mean he I think he knew it automatically you know yeah. he knew that right away. Yeah, I have, a, I have a question. Did you guys any of you guys saw that uh, eighty one point game like live? No. So that's another one that I almost missed. So yeah. What was really funny about that, that game was a Sunday night, right? Right. And and so, you know, church usually would always get in, in the way of, of Laker games on Sundays. Right. And uh, I remember going home and it was it was the third quarter and he had like, I don't know, 35, 40 or whatever. And so I got to watch the rest. So I did watch the the fourth quarter live. Right. Which is, yeah, in essence, history. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And watch the you know like the 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 rest of the game like you know I've, i think i've seen that game probably two or three times now yeah yeah but like same same thing like we, i was at church that night we had youth group that night and, and it's funny because one of the youth group leaders there mark coleman he was a season ticket holder and so you know he he had tickets to that game and uh, and he ended up giving up his tickets to go to church that night to serve in youth group and 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 of course that's the night uh, the 81 point game night uh so, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a game against Toronto. Like, again, like, you know, nobody thought anything special was going to happen. But again, when Kobe's playing, like anything can happen, you know? The crazy yeah. thing about that, 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 those couple of weeks is like, you, the talk of the town was like, could he even top 81? You know, at that point he was, he was dropping like 60, like it was nothing, right? Yeah. You know, like, I, I guess I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm such a Kobe fan that, you know, the, the other night when everyone's like going crazy that Steph scored 62 and I was like, whatever, like that's no big deal. <laughs> Kobe dropped 62, you know, on a Wednesday and no big deal, right? But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I just remember that that season, Lakers were terrible. The only reason to watch them, real honestly, was just to watch Kobe. Cause I was yeah. like, was the season, or was it two seasons after Shaq, the 81? Or was it the season after Shaq? It might have been. It was in 07. Oh, okay. So it was a while after. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. was the se- I think it was the season before Pow. The season one, or uh, first or second season before Pow came. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a great one. Um, I'm, I'm going to go vintage Kobe. I'm going to go old, 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 old school Kobe. Uh, one of my favorite games, or at least I want to say a favorite game, but a game that if you understand Kobe you understand why this game was so uh, important in his career um, I would say it was his rookie season playoff uh, three three point air balls three in a row uh, against uh, the Jazz mm-hmm. and the reason why I picked that one is because I remember that season I mean he was he's the rookie Del Harris wasn't really playing him um, but then, you know, towards the end of the of the season, he gets some more playing time, and you know, he's like this flashy kid, and it's like, okay, great. The Lakers are really young; they don't really have anybody who closes out games. And then here they are against the Jazz, who are like on their way to play the Bulls, right? And Lakers are close. It's you know, the the elimination game. I think it was Game Six, right? If I'm wrong. Am I am I right in that one? 
I don't know. I, I think it was game six, but uh, <laughs> the, the Lakers have this, you know, they're in the game. It's the fourth quarter. No one wants to shoot the ball, but 18-year-old Kobe is like, all right, I'm going to shoot the ball. And he shoots three air balls. And said, you know, three in a row, three different plays. Uh, and then the Lakers are eliminated. And, and the reason why, why I remember and, and look back on that is going, you know, like uh, Kobe obviously was, uh, you know, trashed a little bit, uh, you know, in the media, you know, the next day, I was like, oh, you know, they shouldn't have been giving the ball to the kid. But then Kobe, you know, what, what they said is that he went immediately that night and, and shot all night, right? And shot three pointers all night. And then, you know, he wouldn't let, that setback get him get him down and so like the reason why I picked that that game is because you see that in his career like no matter what happened if he would miss a a, a clutch a clutch uh, shot to to end the game like for every every great play that he had he had another one that was like a missed shot or whatever but he never let that get to him right he always came back and so early on he he developed that you know and you saw that in in, in that 18 year old kid. Um, you know when when he when he failed, but he came back the next season uh, even better. The, the the next the next preseason actually is my favorite Kobe dunk. So a couple months later, he comes back and he dunks on on Ben Wallace. If you guys remember that one in Vegas, yeah, the one from almost from the free throw line, he just like dunks on Ben Wallace. So I mean, Kobe was just incredible. So yeah, so many highlights. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you uh, if you had to describe Kobe to a non-basketball slash Kobe fan, how would you describe, like, what would be the first thing that you tell that person? Maybe a kid who's just getting into basketball and is like, who's Kobe Bryant? Or, you know, a, a friend that's never watched basketball. How would you describe Kobe Bryant to that person? I've had a lot of, yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with, like, my, my dad about, like, what Kobe you know, like what Kobe is. I mean, obviously he's a fan too, but I feel like if, if it's someone who doesn't like basketball, Kobe Bryant is somebody who you can look to as a hard worker, right? Who is someone who is is not necessarily naturally gifted, right? Who worked at his craft and became the best there is because he was relentless, right? He wouldn't allow uh, any excuse to come up to have, you know, to have someone be better or whatever than him, you know? So um, you could take that in anything. Like, you know, if you want to be a great, um, you know, if you want to have a great uh, garden or whatever, you got to put in the work, right? You got to, you got to dig and you got to, you got to put, put in the hours to, to have things, you know, bloom or whatever. And so he's, uh, he's just that, that kind of a person that you can get inspiration from in any situation, right? Yeah, I, I was going to go along the same lines where it's like, you know, Kobe is just, it, it, it's even if you put sports aside, Kobe was a, a, like almost a near perfect image of what dedication, what hard work looked like. Um, you know, he just, he was somebody who like Josh, relentless is a great word to use. Just, he just, he did not give up and he wanted the ball and the big plays and, and just, just his dedication to his craft is something that I, you know, we haven't seen in a long time. And I don't know if we're ever going to see again. Um, one of the, I'm, I'm going to butcher this because he had a, he used to have a quote above his locker room 
that talked about like whenever I get discouraged or things aren't going right, you know, I go see a stone cutter who's hammering a hundred times out of stone without a crack even showing until the hundred and first blow, you know, it splits in two. And then I know that it's not the hundred and first blow that did it, but all the blows that came before it. And that's just, that speaks to Kobe because, you know, he put in the hard work day after day after day. And sometimes like Josh said, like the, the results wouldn't be there, you know, like sometimes he would shoot the ball 50 to 60 times and, you know, only make 10 of them or, or whatever it may be, but the, the results weren't always there, but he knew that if he kept putting in the hard work and he was dedicated, that the results would then follow. And that's what led to such a great career is that he just never gave up and he kept working at it. And so if anything, you can explain it as like, he's somebody to look to to how to hone your craft how to how to be determined and how to get to where you want to get like he's just a great example of that definitely it's like when it comes to adversity or or things that you know may may go wrong you know in in life uh he's somebody that you can get inspiration from um like we talked about his achilles you know normally an achilles is probably the end of a of a player's uh, you know, uh, career, especially that 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 late in, in the stage in, in the game, right? Um, and so Kobe took that and he came back from it, and and then he was a mentor to other players that get you know like season long injuries. I remember when Hayward got his his when he broke his leg, right? Kobe wrote this long long uh, you know uh, post for him, right? And said like you know inspiring him. So. Um, yeah, Kobe. Kobe is that. It's just the Mamba mentality. You can take that and and, and plug it into anything. Um, and not just not just adversity and hard work, but adaptability. Like his his slogan, "Different animals, same beast." Like he knew he he was as good as anyone at adapting to whatever situation he needed to adapt to. Whether that was uh, putting, you know throwing in something new to his game whether it was you know working harder at this at that you know whatever it was if he knew it was going to help him he would adapt and he would do it right yeah and that's not easy not a lot of not a lot of people not a lot of basketball players and not a lot of people in general are that good at adapting to different situations yeah well you know what and honestly his game adapted too right throughout his career like and, and, and honestly, a lot of it is thanks to Jordan. Like he, Jordan kind of laid the, the blueprint down for how to do this, you know, and, and you know, he, from his earlier careers, from, you know, being someone that would drive and dunk a lot to like being somebody who worked more on his fadeaway and, 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 and was more of a perimeter shooter. Like he knew, you know, that in the NBA, the only thing that beats you is father time and how to adapt your game in order to have success in a long-term, you know, effect more than just in a short-term effect and so he, he he was successful at it. that's why he was able to play so long and be so successful at doing it yeah. okay so um another next to impossible question um you can answer it based on preference you can answer it based on you know factual who you think was better or who you would want on your team however you want to answer it's up to you but you got to choose number eight kobe or number 24 kobe And for a lot of the younger people that only remember 24 Kobe, I know you guys remember number eight Kobe just as well. Yeah. And people want to talk about 24 Kobe was prime Kobe, the more mature Kobe, but like 2007, it's still number eight. 
he's still number eight in that period and that that kobe was on a just a tear Whoa. on that on as number eight those the last couple is, years of him number eight is fro kobe too right so yeah froby him and shaq 81 shaq yeah it's so tough because 24 is like i don't to me 24 is redemption right like to me he successfully rebranded himself and um it's yeah. you know it's it, correct me if i'm wrong it's around the same time of the whole like colorado rape allegation stuff right like that was a big reason he changed uh, numbers you know the that was 2004 right um so he changed numbers 2008 got it so it was a while afterwards so he, he did what's really cool it was like 10 years of eight and then 10 years of 24. yeah 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 um that's tough eight one three rings 24 one two rings when he when he goes into the hall of fame he has to pick one right like, well, i mean he doesn't have to pick it but his family picks one or can he go into the hall of fame as both he could he is the only player to have two up two numbers retired i would not be yeah. surprised if he was the only player with two i, I would man <laughs> that's a really tough question <laughs> I, I would i would say i would say if i wanted to just have some fun eight but if, if you want to win i want to win and oh, and, yeah. and it's 24. time to, uh, to destroy some some celtics it's 24. you know what i'm saying yeah. that's a good way to put it definitely yeah so I, yeah but you know what like i feel like right now the game the way the game is like if we were trying to plug in kobe today and the way the, that the, the the game is played right now obviously number eight would just destroy this league you know oh yeah yeah definitely so yeah yeah. Not being able to touch a number eight Kobe Bryant. Come on, sore. Yeah. Pick Ernie. Oh yeah, for sure. No, it has to be twenty-four. I think I just okay. did so many of uh, so many of his great, great, great memories was was with him wearing twenty-four. I don't know. I just it's tough though. He's I mean he has great moments in both of them, but. You know, it's it, he again, like I feel like he rebranded himself like it was, you know, kind of his redemption, kind of like, all right, this is my later half of my career. And, you know, like, you know, while most people are slowing down, like I'm going to show you how much more I can speed up. And, and he, he did things while wearing 24 in the later half of his career that a lot of younger, you know, players can't do in their, their first half of their career. So he became me, a probably, legend in 24. Yeah. That, that's, that was a number that he really became legendary. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that it, even even if you like, let's just let's just say that Kobe was two different people, you know, and, and number eight was a was one career, and twenty four was one career. They're both Hall of Famers. That is very true as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I agree. So. Um, this next and last question is just a a, a would you rather. Uh, made-up scenario. Would you rather have seen Kobe play LeBron in the finals, or would you rather have had that Chris Paul trade go through, have Chris Paul be a Laker? <laughs> that was a sham. That was a sham. What would you have rather seen? And it, it is probably going to be different as a Laker fan. You'll probably say, you might say Chris Paul or be lean, more lean, leaning towards saying Chris Paul because you want to see him on the Lakers. But, I mean, Kobe and LeBron in the finals, that would have been something that people would have yeah. talked about forever. Kobe and LeBron in the finals on the same team, like if they were both on the Lakers? 
No, opposed. Uh, so, Cavs, Cavs, Lakers, or are you saying Heat Lakers? Um, Heat Lakers. It would have been Heat Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would. I would have loved to have seen that that matchup. Heat Lakers. Yeah. Ernie. Only, only, only if. So here's the only thing. I I would never trade the Celtics championship over anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you're telling me that that the Heat would have beat the Celtics to get to the, the finals that year, then I don't want that. I want I wanted the Celtics that year. <laughs> so, so I would say Chris Paul because I I, I never would want to not have that 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 victory of, of beating the the Celtics in Game Seven. You know. Yeah, that that Chris Paul trade did some some damage to the Lakers that was like irreversible. Like it, it literally broke Lamar Odom. Like for <laughs> 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 the same after that trade, and so yeah, too, man. I, I I saw a meme yesterday where like you know it said like Bynum Bynum got traded from the Lakers, never played for Philly, and then went to the Cavs and got a haircut at halftime, and then never played a game again. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I as as much as you know, you know that Chris Paul trade should have gone through, and and who knows how many they could have run off with with you know having facilitator like Chris Paul in his prime on the Lakers with Kobe. Uh, yeah, it's got to be LeBron and Kobe. Like you know, it's it's got to be one of those you know two once in a generation type players going head to head against each other and and two um, friends. Right, it would, have, true. it would have been fun watching those two go against each other because yeah. of how much mutual respect and love they have for each other. Yeah, although they're both, you know, very, very, very different style of players, you know? Like, oh, yeah. it's funny because, you know, when LeBron first became a Laker, in my household, it was really difficult to accept and like LeBron. And that's just because, you know, you've gone, like, especially for, like, my wife, like, she's gone through seasons after seasons of, like, hating Le- LeBron, right? Like, you hated LeBron when he was on the Heat. You know, and so you know, it took a while, and 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 not only that, but like there was so much comparison to like he's, you know, she told me he's not like Kobe, like you know, he doesn't, you know, necessarily need the ball, or want the ball, and he doesn't want the big shot. They're just they're very different type of players, and um, just I don't know, it would have been really interesting to see them match up, but you know, it, I, I still think you know they're they're really different. I don't know. What our test, do? our test would have guarded LeBron, and That's LeBron would have most likely guarded Kobe. I, I, you know what? Like, if if we're talking matchups, Lakers Heat, I I, I think that, I, man, I I would I would have loved to have seen our test shut down. You know, like, or at least not try not shut down, but pester LeBron. LeBron, yeah. And then I think Kobe Bryant would have shut down Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think that that we would have been probably talking about a different Dwayne Wade. Because he never had to face Kobe in a finals. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like people are like, oh, Dwayne Wade's a, uh, you know, after after Michael and after Kobe, maybe maybe uh, maybe Dwayne Wade's number three in that list. Nah, man, they're not even close. In my yeah. opinion, they're not even close. Yeah, a lot of people say it's Jordan, Kobe, and then a very distant third, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, no. So I, I would have enjoyed to see that matchup as well, to see Kobe shut down or Dwayne Wade and then... And they probably yeah. see Pau Bosch. I mean, it would have been great. It would have been a great series. Great basketball for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so I have a question for you guys because you know, if, Kobe is is someone where you can sit here and think of all these awards and and all these great moments. But you know, it, we, it'd be remiss not to like talk about like the dark side of Kobe, the you know, the other side of Kobe, and and like you can sit here and literally come up with a list of like, you know, uh, you know everything that he did for the city and 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 all that stuff. But like, where does his like that year that he demanded a trade? from the Lakers organization like where does that fall for you guys and do you feel like that tarnishes at all his legacy in some sort of way if anything yeah no I'm interested like like does it in your in your book like is it the type of thing where like that should be a, some sort of a blemish to his legacy because like I, I don't know as a Laker fan I struggle with it like when it when it first happened I, it, it took me a while to be like you know, why would he want to leave the Lakers? Like, you know, um, but I have a take on it, but I want to hear your guys' take on it. I think that, I think that that summer was, was tough. It was like scary for, for a while there, you know, when he went on the radio and he was like, I, I, I want to be trained. I'll be, I, I'll play for Pluto, you know, like whatever. <laughs> That's what he said. Right. Um, but I, I think that it, it was, it was more about Kobe just being frustrated and I think he was probably the first and now now it's so common to see with with superstars in the NBA it was just he was at the point of like his limit he was frustrated with with uh, the teams that the Lakers had put together um and I feel like in a way he was playing chess with Dr. Buss he was playing chess with with uh, Mitch and, and and the Lakers organization going like all right you know let's let's put all my all my chips you know, or whatever poker yeah. whatever how do you want to want to put in in and in, in, in here and say like i i need i need some support yeah. um and then then that's the season where they get pow right so pow, right yeah um and who knows like maybe if he doesn't demand a trade they don't get pow like who knows what happens you know yeah yeah i i, I feel like you know when, when people talk about like kobe's kobe was a loyal laker like you know maybe, maybe he he didn't think that he was going to be that at the beginning i mean you know his his, his whole persona is always like i'll do whatever it takes to win right um yeah and so you know the fact that he was a laker for for his whole career i think is just uh a a, a tremendous blessing for the yeah. city of la and for the lakers because if uh if we would have lost him man i i would have had a hard time i, I know that i'm a, a i think i'm a laker fan first and then a Kobe fan but that would have put that, that would have put it to the test for sure I think it's hard it's hard to tarnish a reputation like he had it's just it's hard and anything short of him flipping off Laker fans and and cursing people out and then saying I'm out and never playing basketball in a Laker jersey again anything short of that it's like that guy is it that's the guy yeah you, so. you could you could probably see like how Shaq is is now like you know, now treated here in LA. Like I feel like for a while, Shaq was like the villain. He left the city. He wanted to right. go somewhere else. We don't like him anymore, or whatever. Uh, he was never as good as Kobe, anyways. And then now, like you know, a couple years removed from all that, like I feel like I'm grateful that Shaq played for the Lakers. You know, we got you know whatever it was eight seasons out of him. Like you know, I I, I think that if Kobe would have left, it would have been a bummer. Uh, and I feel like his, his storybook career, like, you know, just like the, the whole story from beginning to end, is just like a, 
a perfect a perfect 30 for 30 right like whenever they whenever they do his story i think it's gonna be doing great you know um, yeah yeah no I, I and i agree with you guys like um you know at first it was something that i couldn't really understand and, and it, i kind of struggled to wrap my head around it but kind of even especially how the nba how nba is functioning now like these superstars kind of realized like they only have a window you know what i mean like, they have a small window to make their max contract they have a small window to like win championships and so i think kobe had kind of gotten to the point of his career where he realized like i got a window and if we're not going to be serious about putting like a winning team onto the court every night like i'm not gonna you know like you know let that affect my career and my my legacy and so uh, i do think uh Jose was right like i do think it was kind of him playing chicken and and, and again it leads to pavasol it leads to rings and and you know it's one of those things where you know sometimes you, that's what it's got to take to get you to what you need to get to but um but yeah it, it, it's to me like those are questions like you know questions i would i would always get as laker fan like especially kobe like why didn't kobe take a pay cut towards the end of his career like tim duncan would take to like you know in order to get more superstars like you know he's selfish because he always wanted a max contract but like i remember kobe like you know always talked about like the reason you know i get paid this kind of money it's because like i deserve to earn this kind of money like he he's he was one of those players where like you're not going to get away with giving him 10 million a year to stack a team so um yeah anyways and that well, that that whole trade thing came it was not long after Shaq won his fourth ring and i'm sure that also like that dug at kobe that dug at him he was like oh this guy that left me he just got his ring and I'm I'm not going to be the one. I'm not going to be the one at the end of our careers that has less rings between the yeah. two of us. How many? If they if they would have stayed together, how many think they win? They they would have like, won. So they would have won. Yeah, <laughs> they would have won the the season after they lost. So they lost to the Pistons in 2004. They would have they would have come back and won 2005. Yeah. And then 2006, mm -hmm. I feel like Shaq is still dominant. He probably win again. I would say it's probably another three P. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, at least, at least five or six. Yeah, man. But one, before we move on from the Kobe never leaving LA, I feel like uh, now that you know uh, time time has passed and like you know Vanessa Bryant is now a little more vocal on you know at least a. A more public persona the other day she uh she put on instagram uh kind of kind of hinting that she was the one that always uh or convinced kobe to stay in la so it was it was a post about about uh, one of the daughters trying to leave la to go to college or whatever uh and she's like i'll, I'll talk her into staying in la just like i talked uh daddy into staying in LA. <laughs> yeah so I, I definitely shout out to vanessa bryant for for keeping the mamba in la yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close up. Are there any final thoughts you guys have about that you want to share about about Kobe? Anything that over the past year that that's been that's been lingering for me? It's just the fact that it's still weird. It hasn't become any less weird from day one. Not having Kobe around, not you know them winning a ring and having a ring ceremony and not seeing Kobe or his family in any way or not seeing Kobe's face at all, like scrolling through instagram and not seeing him coaching Gigi, or not seeing a tweet that he put out or not seeing him on a late show or not seeing the latest project he's doing all that stuff it's still as weird as when it was that first day 
And yeah, I, I feel he, like when, when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just going to be so weird. It's not going to, to be weird. Yep. Yeah. It's ev- everything that's going to continue happening with the Lakers or even with Kobe's career, like his Hall of Fame stuff, it's still going to be weird. And I feel like I'm just as reflective about everything with Kobe as it was, you know, it was the first day. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Laker fans. It's going to be tough for a city. It's going to be tough for NBA fans. Like, it's going to be tough for everybody to, like, especially this first year, to kind of relive, you know, those kind of moments. And it's, I don't know, like, you know, it's one of those things where, um, I don't know, it's going to be tough. I I don't know how to explain it. It's it's going to rehash some feelings of it not feeling feeling real. Like, you know, it's still not going to feel real. And it's going to, you know, I'm hoping that the media, you know, does it in a tasteful way, you know, like kind of, uh, Vanessa Bryan talked about it like you know they don't need to be showing footage of the of the crash or or anything like that you know like and so it's um but yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to to kind of you know celebrate that and 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 I hope it's just filled with you know with Kobe highlights you know it's gonna be filled with you know the the happy stuff the good stuff the the legacy that he left behind um but but yeah it's gonna be difficult yeah I think that looking back now you know one year after it's uh it's still raw um i i I would say like you know if if i haven't thought about kobe every day since since like you know a year ago it's probably every other day like it it doesn't go very long like i don't i don't go very long without just having some thought about kobe or or like seeing him seeing a mural when i'm driving in the city or something or like you know, uh, I have this, you know, thing that I, you know, put in my house. And, and so like, I, I uh, man, I, I miss, yeah, like what, what Daniel's saying, I miss seeing like, you know, whatever new projects he's coming out with, uh, his tweets, you know, like, like I said, like I only had, he, he was the only person that if he tweeted, I got a notification, you know? Um, and, and now, now it's just car chases. That's all I, that's all I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's somebody that I feel like was just getting started, which is why it's so tragic, you know, because I feel like his second act was going to be just as impressive and just as, uh, you know, um, iconic as his first. I feel like he wanted to show all of us that he wasn't just a basketball player, right? Um, that he was more than that and that he was excellent at many things and he was just starting to show us how great of a father he was, right? And so um, just that loss, I feel like it's still so raw. Um, and and I feel like, you know, as time passes, you know, it might, might feel a little easier to, to not feel the same pain or whatever that, that, you know, that we all feel that he's not around anymore. But um, but I feel like it, it, it's, he's somebody that left enough of, of, of himself in, in, the, in all of us in the city, right? That, that we can, you know, look back at his career and all of his moments and go like, man, like we were, we were really fortunate to have such a, a, an incredible person, you know, day in, day out to, to, to watch and to admire. Um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, uh, definitely, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to spend the day missing him and, and watching some highlights and, and wishing he was still around, you know? Yeah. And I mean, for, that's for a- me too. Sorry. For me too. Sorry. It's like, and, and I was like 
go back and think about like the the what ifs you know like like the way that Gigi's career was like headed you know like like she could have easily been like the best you know WNBA player to ever play the game like like she could have been maybe the first female to ever play in the NBA like there's just she had you know what I mean like she had the 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 raw capability and she had the coaching she had the genes she had the talent and it's just like those are like you know deadly combinations like the you know or like to think that maybe you know kobe ends up like coaching her in the WNBA or or you know like you know he didn't he never had a kid but maybe they tried for another kid and he has a boy and, and that boy grows up to be the next greatest nba player just like there's so many what ifs um that you know you can play but um I know it's sad. There was a lot of things stolen that day, and uh, all those what ifs were stolen. And and like you know, like we were just we've been talking about, like like you know, like Josue was talking about. Like there's so much more that was left of Kobe to 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 play out and develop um, that we're never going to get to see because of what was taken away from us. And so um, it's it's a difficult day for sure. Yeah, the dude won an Oscar in, in four years after we you know retired. So like, yeah. you just imagine what you know what he would have done if you know his if he would have been around longer, you know, so. Are you guys, you guys proponents of like them changing the NBA logo to, to Kobe? Like, I don't know how serious that is, but. Nah, I, I, I think that, you know, the logo should stay the logo. Um, but but I feel like, you know, what, what teams should do to, you know, I, I feel like players do it all the time. I mean, like, isn't, isn't Kobe's shoe the most popular shoe among players right now? Like everyone's right. wearing Kobe's, so like his 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 stamp on the game is gonna be forever, you know. They need to like I change the trophy. They need to do something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I, mind any changes for for Kobe, whether it's a logo or maybe naming naming some sort of award after him. Yeah, yeah. they will eventually. I just yeah. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. That the city changes the street. To Kobe Bryant way or whatever it is, right? Like it's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. 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 Yep. And and like it's insane how many murals there are of Kobe and Kobe and Gigi. Like you just you drive and I feel like you see one everywhere you go, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's why it's like it's so hard to uh to not remember. Like, you know, like what I said, like it, it it's he's everywhere in the city. Um, so Yeah. There's yeah. always something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to thank you guys for for joining me and for for doing this. And, yeah, thanks for having uh, us. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Bro. All right.